The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Stafford from under center, steps back, throws the fade, back shoulder, Cooper Cup's got it! Cooper Cup brings it in! Touchdown! Touchdown! Touchdown LA! With 125 remaining, the Rams are back on the high side. Hey, I guess Rams Radio Network there. And, uh, some clapping in the background. That's funny. For a Super Bowl, Aaron, that was not like, the gr- you know what I mean? Didn't that sound kind of removed from the crowd and everything? It really did. I, I was, you know, that's the first time I've had a chance to listen to that call. Uh, and uh, it was kind of funny because it was, it was kind of like, you know, they didn't really have a sound mic or, or whatever. <laughs> so, anyway, they were very excited. As Rams fans should be. And the Rams take down the Bengals. It really looked like Joe Burrow would have an opportunity to take it right down the field. You, you kind of wondered, oh, gosh, is this – what about the uh, the extra point that was missed in that game? You know, is that going to loom large? Where is that going to play? Is this thing going to OT? How is this all going to happen? And, and obviously the Bengals have a, a great kicker who'd been nails throughout this uh, postseason. It was like 12 for 12 or 15 for 15. He was good. I had to laugh, Aaron, that uh, McPherson, the kicker for Cincinnati, he they, they have pictures of him. He just stayed out there. He never went in at halftime because he wanted to see the halftime show. So <laughs> he, they, he just sat out there and watched the show. You know, on one of the team benches or whatever. I don't blame him. I mean, you know, what are you going to say to the kicker at halftime? Come on. Come on. You know, Evan, get your mind right. I mean, there's nothing you can really say to the kicker. And um, somebody had a really funny one about Robbie Gold. Because Robbie Gold has become kind of famous late this season for kicking his warm-up kicks in the middle of, like, cheerleaders or or – other teams, he, and they were saying that he was mad that he couldn't be out there taking practice kicks during during the uh, halftime show, <laughs> which would have been kind of funny. Uh, I anxious to hear what our people think of the halftime show. Uh, I was uh, I was good. I mean, it was a little, and I, I had to laugh. Somebody from that works for the Cowboys made some statement about how he thought that was aimed at older millennials, which I don't even know what that means. I thought millennials were kind of, you know, whatever, late 20s, maybe the early 30s, whatever. I, I don't know. I forget how long, how far millennials goes. But I wanted to be like, what, what, are, what are you talking about, millennials? <laughs> I mean, uh, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and Mary J. Blige and even Eminem, that was about as Gen X as you could get. I mean, in a sense, that was all those folks are. I mean, in, in fact, Aaron, I think Dr. Dre and Snoop are probably a little bit older than we are. 
So I don't I don't know why somebody would be thinking they were going after the millennials. Maybe millennials who like throwback acts. Now, Fifty Cent is a little bit younger. What did you think, Aaron, when you saw Fifty Cent kind of come out uh, upside down? <laughs> Did you think something was going on with the cameras? I mean, that was an interesting look. Yeah, it took a second. It was weird, but, you know, obviously it was lip synced, so he was able to quote unquote perform. <laughs> they all, I, even though he was I, hanging upside down, it would have been, and, and, you know, it would have been kind of tough to rap hanging upside down, I'm assuming. Yeah. But I agree with no, you I on thought, the on the whole Gen X thing. Yeah. I mean, The Chronic came out in 1992. That's when you and I were in college. So, I mean, it's, yeah, that's our wheelhouse. I speak for yourself, sir. I was still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I thought it was good. I mean, I didn't really there weren't I mean, I just kinda liked some of the old school stuff they were doing. Mary J. Blige came out, gave it her all. Thought she did a she did a nice job. I mean, our our party, Super Bowl party, it was well received. I think they were kind of wondering what that backdrop was exactly. I and I was you know, I saw kind of a it looked like a deli. There was something in the background that maybe was some kind of theme of Los Angeles. Somebody, if you can help us with that, I don't. I haven't done any research on the that will shock people to see exactly what that backdrop. I thought it looked pretty good, and I liked the dancers. In fact, I would have liked to have seen the dancers. Seemed like they were really good, kind of the backup dancers, but they were kind of down on the ground underneath the singer, so you didn't have a a great view except when who was seeing was that 50 cent who was out oh that was when i think when kendrick lamar came out i mean that was the only one that was really a younger kendrick lamar is probably for a little bit younger audience than us aaron um what what was the group that you know when they had those dancers that all had their hair like platinum style the blonde all those dudes that were out there i mean they were good but didn't it seem like they were all kind of older guys? You know, usually you see the dancers are really, really young people. You know what I'm talking about, Aaron? The platinum-haired, the uh, headed, the kind of the blonde-headed dancers. Didn't you think they kind of looked older? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I just didn't know. It was kind of an interesting group. That uh, that was that when Lamar was doing it, when Kendrick was on. Yeah. That was the only one that we were kind of like, wait, who is that? And then somebody, you know, more in the know said, spoke up. So that's Kendrick Lamar. Okay. So we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else seemed pretty apparent, you know. Um, you're always going to have folks who are like, oh, I wish we could go back to uh, whoever's done it in the past. Madonna, uh, Paul McCartney. I was at that show years ago, halftime show. The famous one or infamous one was Janet Jackson with Justin Timberlake because of the wardrobe malfunction. That would have been 2003 in Houston, I believe. If you want to weigh in on the Super Bowl halftime show, or maybe there's a particular commercial you loved, I, I'm trying to think what which one stood out to us. There were some that were kind of funny. I'm trying to think of one of those speakers. They were what they were advertising. There were there were a few that stood out that had like big big time movie star types that I thought were pretty good. Nothing just completely blew me away. Like there there wasn't one where I'm just like I think the whole world's talking about it. But if you want to sound off on your favorite commercial or the halftime show, 
254-662-1660. That's the CNC Collision Center text line. 254-662-1660. Aaron, did any of the commercials stand out to you? Was there anything that really uh, grabbed your attention? Or did John come in today particularly interested in, in any of the Super Bowl commercials? No, I mean, there were some good ones. I didn't think there was any great ones, but there were some really bad ones that yeah. stood out more than the good ones this year. Yeah, any any that you can be specific about? I'll have to, you know, there was three or four. I'll have to go through my notes, but I, I wrote them down as I, we were going along. I was like, nope, that's bad, yeah. that's bad, that's mm-hmm. bad. Where are those notes? I mean, do we need to send you home to grab those? <laughs> I love the... I love the. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to see the um, the Sexton Super Bowl notes. What do you have? A legal pad or is it a smaller pad that you use? Legal pad. I'm old school. Old school legal pad. That would probably be about an eight and a half by eleven is what most of those legal pads are. Do you go yellow or white? The yellow legal pad or or the white legal white paper? I prefer yellow. Okay. <laughs> he likes the yellow. Uh, yeah. Let us know. I mean, I'm always up for, I always feel like Clydesdale horses do pretty well. It was a little, there was a lot of talking going on where we were. Had a great, uh, had a great gathering, though. And uh, and let us know what y'all had at your Super Bowl parties. Aaron, did you join some folks or did you, did you go solo? What was your Super Bowl gathering like? I went to a friend's house. A couple of us watched the game over there. Pizza? What what kind of, what kind of food did you go with? Tacos. From just did y'all make them? Yeah, or yeah. Did he make them? Okay. Homemade, yeah. Homemade tacos. Yeah, I was planning on watching that. it at my house with no interruptions, but tacos are tacos, so I, I you got up. the invite. <laughs> you got exactly. the invite, and uh, that's good. That's good. Um, well, Aaron, at our place, we had some. Uh, we had wings that were some were Parmesan wings. Some of them were a little spicier, and the my buddy uh, Tipton. He puts them on. Uh, he's got a deal where he can do forty at a time. He's got some special wing racks that he, that he uses, and then uh, and there's like a rack sheet that he can put them on. And so, much like our friends over at uh, Shorty's Pizza, they do some really good ones over there. He has a he has like a a broiler or whatever you would call it that he can do all that on. So about forty at a time. So the wings were excellent, and then the host of the party. Uh, this was the Blomberg family went with a uh, some some chili and uh, and, and really excellent uh, chili with the, with all the fixings if you wanted it the cheese the onions there was one uh, our buddy Brant he was a bean guy so he brought over some beans most of us in Texas don't really want you know we don't really put the beans in the chili so we you know we, we mostly just stuck with the Straight chili, but uh, that's a good way to go. And then some unbelievable dips. I did bring some deviled um, uh, deviled egg potato salad, which, you know, seemed to get reasonable. It was re- people were reasonably pleased with that. Lots of great desserts were had. And uh, oh, and then on top of the chili, you, you had uh, some Frito options to put a bunch of Fritos in there. I like that. I like, I like my chili with Frito. It makes you think of kind of Frito pie situation which we all have enjoyed over the years at high school football games the frito chili pie 
option. So let us know what you had at your uh, your various parties, and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'd love to even throw your name out on the air. Again, the, the CNC Collision text line. If you want to text us that, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Now we will uh, throughout the day, especially I think about five twenty well, five o'clock. We do have a uh, really cool guest. Um, uh, my longtime buddy with the NFL Network is flying back from Los Angeles, and uh, he'll have a uh, report, kind of a from the scene type report. Uh, from uh, he was covering the the Super Bowl for the NFL Network, and so it will. Uh, his name is Jeff Chadia, and Jeff will be on with us at five o'clock today. So we'll talk a little bit more about the game and everything that's associated with it. Uh, Sean McVay, you know how did um, some of the calls in that game, and uh, everybody's talking, of course, about the pass interference call on the Bengals now. One, of course, was not called an offensive pass interference on uh, Jalen. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was trying to cover a wide receiver. I believe that was was that Chase, Aaron. Was that Jamar Chase? And it, where like he he basically took Ramsey's helmet, turned it around. Ramsey goes down to the ground, and of course he takes off for a long touchdown. Uh, T. Mean, Higgins. It looked like oh, that was T. Higgins. Sorry, sorry. There's eighty at number eighty five. T. Higgins grabbed that face mask and pulled it around. Okay, no call there. But there was a call where the linebacker for the Bengals grabbed uh, the jersey. I guess that was Cup, wasn't it? I'm just trying to think because Van Jefferson made some big plays in that game. OBJ did, but he got hurt in that game. And uh, and they got they got it got called across the middle. Aaron, were you of the of the opinion that that was a bad call? Do you think that uh, there was enough there to warrant an interference call or holding call? No, I didn't think so. But I mean, I also remembered the nine call on the T Higgins touchdown. I mean, you don't yeah. want you don't in an ideal Make world you don't yeah you don't want calls evening out, but you can't complain about that one and totally overlook what should have negated a Bengals touchdown, you know, with the play with T Higgins and, and uh, where he, where, as you said, he grabbed Jalen Ramsey's face mask and basically threw him to the ground. So there was one bad call and one bad no call. And I think it pretty much evened out. All right. And of course, uh, Aaron Donald with, I, I, th- I think you could make an argument that Aaron Donald, because of the plays at the end of the game. And of course the tackle on P Ryan, P. Ryan just uh, shot, stopped short of a yard uh, of the first down marker, and so they had a fourth and one, and obviously they didn't get it. But on the previous play, Donald somehow fights off. I mean, he's in traffic, and he reaches out. I mean, people that remember watching Oklahoma, uh, Samar J. P. Ryan is a monster of a man, and he's strong as everything. And Aaron Donald, who's considered maybe the greatest defensive player in the game, reaches out from behind and stops him in his tracks. It's a huge play. And he also had, you know, a couple of sacks late. They they vote for the MVP at the two-minute warning. They don't wait till the end of the game. So a couple of those plays did not happen until like a minute 30 left, like huge plays. So there was some thought that maybe Aaron Donald should have been the, the uh, MVP other than Cooper Cup. I didn't have a huge problem. Cup made great plays in that game. Aaron, 
were, are you of the thought that it should have been Aaron Donald as the MVP? I think you can make the case for both, but I mean, I thought Cup did enough to deserve to win it. Also, yeah, I wasn't. Did you? I wasn't mad about it. Wasn't angry. Well, I mean, you weren't angry mainly because you were just woofing down tacos. That's exactly right. <laughs> were these hard shells or soft shell tacos? Cheddar cheese hard shells. Oh man! Remember when our parents, Aaron, used to? And when I say parents, I mean our moms used to put those. Uh, Get those hard shells. I'm trying to think what brand that would have been. What? Who made taco shells? Old El Paso. That's, that's what it. we used that's to get, it. I think. Yeah, I think that's it. And and you could get them kind of, and they would just kind of be in packages. Mm-hmm. They'd be in a big package, and you'd open those things up, and maybe you would uh, simmer them a little bit. Maybe you'd heat those things up, fry them up a little bit more. But when you put the ground beef and the tomatoes and lettuce and everything, it's just something about the crunch that even though I'm a big breakfast taco and like all that stuff, there's something about the crunch. It's like when Taco Bell did that one thing where they kind of had a, a soft taco within the, the hard shell. You know, I, I can't wonder what they were calling that thing. It, it, that's why that thing took off is because you if you if the crunch is kind of what you need. And then they had that thing Aaron Taco Bell do with like a cool ranch, a cool ranch type taco that did really well for them. Okay, it is the uh, the Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. We're going to talk to the beat man for the Trib. Covers those, uh, covers those Baylor Bears, football, basketball, the whole shebang. It is John Werner, and he joins us next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight with low temperatures falling to 41 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. Continued warm and breezy with a high of 73. And on Wednesday, we start off with sunshine, but increasing clouds with a chance of showers and storms by the evening. And some of these may be strong with a high of 74. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This is the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions. The Bears back on the road in Big 12 play Wednesday, headed to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Wednesday for the Bears and the Red Raiders. Baylor Big 12 basketball with Pat and John all season long. Right here on ESPN Central Texas. America's at a crossroad, and Texans have answers. The Democratic Party defames law enforcement and defunds police, and that's created a nationwide crime crisis. Right now is the time to stand against the Biden-Pelosi tyrannical agenda. They're crushing the rule of law and the Second Amendment. Hello, I'm Congressman Pete Sessions representing the 17th Congressional District of Texas. I will be on your ballot this March 1st as your conservative Republican congressman. I'm a lifetime member of the National Rifle Association and won their endorsement, along with the Texas State Rifle Association. With your help, the Republican Party will regain the majority in Congress and reclaim the rule of law. I'm Pete Sessions, and I approve this message. Political advertisement paid for by Pete Sessions for Congress. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. This is your 54th District Judge, Susan Kelly. Appointed to the court by Governor Greg Abbott, I've worked hard to manage and move the docket even during COVID. Board certified in criminal law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and past president of the Waco Bar Association, you can be sure I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. Early voting starts February 14th, so be my valentine and vote for justice. Keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Rams built a team to win Super Bowl 56, and that's what Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup did. The Rams beat the Bengals 23-20. Cup was the game's MVP with eight catches for 92 yards and two touchdowns, including the game winner with 125 left in the game. Both men and women for better got the sweep at the Farrell Center on Saturday, and both will be back in action Wednesday night. Men in Lubbock taking on Texas Tech, and the women will be at home hosting TCU. USA is third in the medal count in the Winter Olympics with 16 overall, 7 gold, 6 silver, and 3 bronze. The U.S. women's ice hockey team defeated Finland 4-1 this morning to advance to the gold medal round of the Winter Olympics. Baylor softball had a perfect opening weekend going 4-0. That's the best start for the Bears since 2018. Softball will be back on the road tomorrow taking on Stephen F. Austin. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Sohan, too far into the bucket, back outside the bar. A long-range three is good by Adam Flagler. There it was, ESPN Central Texas, J-Mo, John Morris on the call. And uh, long-distance uh, shooting display right there by uh, by Adam Flagler. Joined now by John Warner, the uh Longtime esteemed writer for the Waco Trib and uh, does such a great job covering Baylor football, Baylor basketball. And, John, great to have you on today. I uh, yeah, it, That was one of those weird situations the other day. They have a great performance, but uh, the injury to, uh, to, to Jonathan Chambuachachua uh, really overshadowed everything. So that felt like uh, – 
um, uh, that that really felt like a strange uh, uh, post game type, uh, uh, you know, press conference. Yeah, yeah, we were both there, and uh, yeah, it was very somber. I mean, they tried to sound excited about the win, but man, they were just thinking about John. I mean, that was a just an awful injury, a, a non-contact injury, just running down the floor. Uh, his knee just gave out, and uh, you know he's going to be out for for uh, definitely the season, and we'll see how long after that. But uh, yeah, that was just very sad because he, he's he's a great guy. Nobody works harder than him. He gives the team so much energy, and he was just playing lights out. I, I mean, he's always been a good defense player, but he's brought on his offensive game this year too. So that was just – it was very sad, and it's a, a very hard break for both him and the Bears. You know, it's uh, – and, and hopefully he'll make a full recovery and be back. You're right. It's so weird when it's just like, wait, what happened? What just happened? Did you see him go down? I mean, I kind of looked down there and just see him kind of writhing in pain. We're not at our customary courtside. Um, uh, we're kind of up there a little uh, higher – uh, in the uh, arena than normal, but what, what, how did you, or were you ahead of that play, or did you kind of see immediately when he went down there, John? Yeah, yeah, I was watching, and I saw him go down, and I thought, wow, you know, maybe he just tripped or something. But then when I watched the replay, you saw how awkward, you know, his fall was, and you knew it was bad. And he was, of course, just down there grimacing in pain. And, uh, man, it was – I thought that was a really nice gesture by Chris Beard to come out there and kind of console him. And he, he said some really nice things about John after the game, too. So, you know, everybody was sad. I mean, fans were sad. You know, coaches, n- nobody likes to see something like that. Wasn't that amazing, the, the empathy and, and the respect to hear from Chris Beard? It's made it harder for me to make fun of Chris Beard. I, I – um... <laughs> You know, I like poking fun at the University of Texas. I'll still continue to do that. But uh, Beard did show a lot of class, and you're right. In that moment, to, to be kind of the first one on the scene, because it happened kind of over there in front of him, but uh, I, I think kind of his, like he said, John, he, Jonathan is known as such a tough guy. For him to see Jonathan in that kind of pain and showing that kind of emotion, he, was, uh, he knew it was bad, and I think everybody in the building knew I guess the, the the thing you have to say is the team did a, a wonderful job of that can really take it out of a team or take the air out of your cells when you lose an emotional leader like that and, and such a beloved player. And yet they, they continued on and just the whole game pretty much. I think Texas maybe got to within 11 once in the second half. It was like 62-51. Uh, I thought the um, I thought their ability to kind of put that I mean I I, I guess you can't completely put it out of your minds but um, I, to focus and play was uh, I think that says a lot for this team John. Yeah, you know when he went down, uh, Baylor was leading by four. About five minutes later, they were leading by sixteen. So I mean they, they really rallied around him. I, I thought, and uh, that's one of the best games they played all year. I mean, the defense was really good. They've been having some defensive issues lately. It was really good. Uh, they could, uh, Chris Beard even said that, you know, they were settling for fall-away jumpers. They couldn't take it to the hoop. They weren't shooting three-pointers very well. 
offense is very crisp. Uh, James Akinjo, uh, you know, he really ran the offense well. Flagler was hot. And, uh, it, you know, it really was it, just the way they unified after that. And, uh, you know, we'll see if they can keep it going. I mean, it looks like they'll probably be down to a seven-man rotation unless Cryer can come back. Uh, but, uh, you know, Scott, Scott will figure something out. Uh, this reminds me of 2018-19 season. Uh, when Christian, Tristan Clark went down at midseason with a knee injury, season ending, uh, Scott had to juggle that lineup all year. Makai Mason was in and out. Uh, King McClure was in and out of the lineup. And he, he got that team to the second round of the NCAAs. And, and this team has more talent than that team. So, you know, it's not like all hope is lost or anything like that. Scott, as a coach, can really shine in these kind of moments. Yeah, I think that's a good point, and, and they've shown that they can adjust. And whether that's having to go smaller, whether that's, you know, playing Kendall or, or Sohan, those are pretty versatile athletes with that kind of length, that, you know, that 6'7", six, 6'8", six, range. You can kind of do different things. At times they've even, you know, asked Kendall to initiate, uh, run the offense a little bit through him and played a little point guard at some points this year. So hopefully that versatility helps. Talking to John Warner from the Waco Trib. John, it really seems like Sohan especially, and Kendall's done some good things too recently, but you can tell how skilled he is. You know, even as a freshman, he has a very mature game. And and those guys are getting more comfortable from three-point range. I guess that's where maybe other players being out – can all can you know provide opportunities because the more we see of Sohan, the more impressive he is. What what have you seen in in these last couple of weeks from Sohan in his development, John? And, and what do you think? Uh, where do you think this could go? I, I I guess the only concern is we may only get to see these guys for one season. So you want to make mm-hmm. the best of that one season. Where do you uh, specifically with Sohan? What are you kind of hearing about him, and, and what are you seeing from him? Yeah, I think both him and Kendall Brown and, and also Flo Thamba are, are going to be playing more minutes. They're going to have to. Um, yeah, you're right. Jeremy, to me, he's kind of, kind of like a glue guy on the team. He's a guy like Ish Wainwright, uh, Mark Vidal. I mean, he's, he's different from those guys, too. But those guys could do a little bit of everything, and that's the same way with Jeremy. Jeremy's a tremendous defender, for, especially for a freshman. I mean, he's all over guys. He, he knows what he's doing out there. Uh, he, 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 uh, he, he's just a real good team player, too. You don't see him taking terrible shots. He's a good passer and uh, just, you know, kind of plays with a, a love for the game. And I think Kendall plays a lot better when Jeremy's out there. I think Kendall's game suffered when Jeremy was out for four games. So, you know, those guys, they can be kind of a dynamic freshman duo for them. And, and I think Flo, Flo needs to play more games like he did uh, against Texas, 12 points, 11 rebounds, four blocks. I mean, if he plays like that, you know, they're going to be all right. You know, I was kind of – you may have been doing the same thing. I was kind of looking down the bench thinking, what about that Love Day kid they recruited a, a couple of years ago? Like, yeah, he's got the height. I mean, it's like, what – and, you know, at the end of games, I think he's a skilled guy who actually is a perimeter-type big man. But I, I have thought to myself, well, couldn't couldn't that guy – I mean, I remember when he was recruited, John, didn't didn't we think 
you know, he was going to be pretty decent. I mean, obviously, it just yeah. really, you know, hasn't worked out for him. But I, I keep thinking, well, I mean, there's a tall dude sitting down there at the end of the bench. <laughs> yeah, you never know, though. I mean, just saying is, he, he just hadn't played much. And, uh, you know, we really don't know a whole lot about him. But if he was ready to play, Scott would be playing him. Obviously, right now with all the injuries they've had. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to question why he's not playing. But, uh, uh, you know, Scott, he'll he'll get it together. He'll they'll figure something out. And uh, I think they're going to be okay. I mean, obviously they'd be better, you know, with John. But, uh, you know, I think the uh, Cryer is really kind of a wild card here. He's That foot injury is really lingering. He's been out five straight games. And Scott uh, just says it's a pain tolerance thing. And, uh you know, we, we'll see. I, I would expect they'll at least give him a shot to play here pretty soon. I, I think they almost have to, especially because he's been out for so long. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. And uh, I, I, the shot in the arm, that would give him, you're right, from a scoring standpoint, that would be, uh, that would be really good. Now, um, John, were you, what does the Werner family do for, um, for the Super Bowl? Do you, are you a wings? <laughs> are you a pizza? What do you all what, what's the what's over, the Warner family do for the Super Bowl? I went over to Rod Eight a lot's house, our photographer, and he had a bunch of people over, and uh, yeah, we had fajitas, chips, you know, regular Super Bowl food, not real healthy stuff, but uh, you know, really tasty. Yeah, I mean, did, were there was it was it a true Baptist gathering, or did did Rod or anybody or did you see any alcoholic beverages being passed around? I think I saw more than a few. <laughs> it was definitely not a, a true Baptist gathering. Okay. All right. But that's you a good question, don't... Matt. I mean, that's something I think you, you had to ask. Yeah, I think so. And you don't want Jerry Hill showing up for something like that because, of course, Jerry, with all his time out there at Western Heights as a deacon, stayed away from those types of activities. So we, we don't want, you know, we don't want him being what – did, what did my mom used to tell me? She used to say, Matt uh, – It'll hurt your witness if you're around it. So I still keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Jerry yeah. didn't come, so I, I think he's still uh, he's still okay. Good. Safe, so good. I I, I like yeah. that. Well, John, it'll be uh, <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see uh, where all this goes. And uh, this is uh, the team's up to number seven today in the AP uh, poll, and and so that'll be. Now, by the way, one other thing I was going to ask you a Baylor football thing. How cool is that that uh, Baylor sending seven players to the NFL wow. Combine? I mean, I, I I was thinking, and you would know better than I would, but I don't even remember four or five. I mean, I, I would have to say four might be the most they've ever had. Uh, off the top of your head, does that sound about right to you? I mean, this seems yeah. like a, a record by pretty far. Yeah, I, I you're right. I can't remember more than four or five. That's That's an extreme amount of them but man it just shows how how well they've developed those players you know both coach rule and coach aranda they did a tremendous job developing those guys and most of those guys weren't just like you know four-star kind of guys uh they were guys who developed in college and you know just made the most of it and, and now look they have a shot to play in the nfl like, like clay johnston <laughs> yeah yeah pretty awesome play play yeah. in the super bowl for clay so yeah, anyway. that's cool. All right, uh, John, let me know if you see any more, like, grambling hats show up in the Waco era, area, okay? 
Okay, I, I'll, I'll let you know, Matt. You'll be the first one I'll tell. You, you have you seen that story today? No, I haven't. Well, what's okay. up with that? Well, it, uh, there's a story going around that uh, our old friend Art Bryles may be back in at the college level uh, and uh, wow. Grambling. I think Hugh Jackson is going to become the head coach at Grambling, and Art Bryles uh, is perhaps uh, being rumored to be the offensive coordinator. So, yeah, okay. that's that's why I said the thing about I got, I'm going to where I, you're coming I, from with that. I, I appreciate you just going with me. Okay, Matt, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I see any Grambling. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I'm sure you'll want to write about that. So get right on that. I, people love it when you when when y'all can have some good Brile stories. All right, um, John. Good to catch up with you. And I will uh, I will be in touch. I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Okay, Matt. Great talking to you. Always, always good. John Werner, uh, the uh, well, the longtime beat man for the Baylor Bears for the Waco Trib, one of my favorite publications. Yeah, I like the way uh, I like the way John works, and I like how he digs in on a story. All right, it is time. <clears throat> we got Campus Confidential, and we got a big station announcement actually coming up next. We'll talk to you soon. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, February 17th, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and baseball coach Steve Rodriguez. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, and Stacey Sikora. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. Since 1859, Baylor Lion Foundation has been helping you make the Baylor family better as an independent voice for Baylor students, alumni, and fans. Take part in that tradition by honoring some of the best and the brightest Bears you know at this year's Hall of Fame Awards Ceremony. Join us for a night of celebration at 6 p.m. Friday, February 25th at the Baylor Club inside McLean Stadium. To see this year's honorees and purchase tickets, visit baylorlion.com krzi. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. 
the Big 12 Shootaround. Weekdays at 550 on ESPN Central Texas. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Rams built a team to win Super Bowl 56, and that's what Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup did. The Rams beat the Bengals 23-20. Cup was the game's MVP with eight catches for 92 yards and two touchdowns, including the game winner with 125 left in the game. Both men and women for Baylor got the sweep at the Farrell Center on Saturday, and both will be back in action Wednesday night. Men in Lubbock taking on Texas Tech, and the women will be at home hosting TCU. USA is third in the medal count in the Winter Olympics with 16 overall, 7 gold, 6 silver, and 3 bronze. The U.S. women's ice hockey team defeated Finland 4-1 this morning to advance to the gold medal round of the Winter Olympics. Baylor softball had a perfect opening weekend going 4-0. That's the best start for the Bears since 2018. Softball will be back on the road tomorrow taking on Stephen F. Austin. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. show ESPN Central Texas uh, we've got uh, Campus Confidential coming up here in a little bit but uh, big announcement today uh, Baylor Line Foundation is a great uh, organization that has uh, immense history with the Baylor family and uh, just really really cool stuff I love the history because I'm a fourth generation uh, guy myself with Baylor we now welcome on Alan Holt uh, who is the executive director of the Baylor Line Foundation. In fact, was uh, recently at one of our live shows in downtown Waco. Alan, uh, 
Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, we are very excited about uh, partnering with uh, with the Baylor Line Foundation. This is uh, have loved the even before I went to Baylor, the the Baylor Line magazine, the whole thing. I have always enjoyed it, enjoyed the people. You know, I've got great friends that are heavily involved with the foundation, so uh, I'm I'm very excited about this. Well, thanks, Matt. We're so happy to be a part of the show too. It's a great honor for us. Well, I heard you. I think that was your voice we heard on the air earlier, man. You, um, <laughs> I feel like you've done some radio in your lifetime. That was, knocking out a radio spot was nothing for you, and uh, the the rich baritone of Alan Holt uh, was heard, and uh, that's a uh, it's a lot of fun. And I tell you, Baylor Line Foundation has a uh, Alan a, a big time event coming up, and it's that. Uh, Hall of Fame uh, dinner. In fact, I've been able through various sources to somehow uh, finagle my way into this uh, into this event, and uh, I'm I'm excited about it. And it's at the Baylor Club, and uh, I understand, Alan, people can still sign up for this event. Is that uh, is am I is that correct, sir? That is correct, Matt. We can still have tickets available. Just a few. Uh, you can go to our website. You can go to BaylorLine.com slash KRZI uh, and purchase tickets or sponsor a table if you'd so like to. So it's been great. We're, we've got a great response. So we've got a great slate of honorees this year. Uh, so we're just we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be it's going to be fun to be back in person, too. That'll be a lot uh, after yeah. a year off of virtual uh, events and things. We're just excited to get back to the Baylor Club and exi- excited to honor great Baylor stalwarts. Who uh, over the years, like I, I was looking at some of the uh, the folks that had like people involved with NASA, engineer, you know, the doctors, lawyers, accountants, been a really uh, diverse group. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see even more uh, media, but I mean, we're not really, I don't know if there's any of us that qualify for that, Alan. But uh, what, what, how do you, how do y'all, uh, how do y'all choose this? Is there like a committee that y'all get together when you're deciding who will uh, enter the Hall of Fame? Yeah, the um, the nominations are open to any member of the Baylor family uh, can nominate anyone else. Um, once they do that, we have committees on our board that get together and select uh, or narrow those selections down, and then we make our uh, our ultimate selection from those uh, nominations that come in from all over the Baylor family. So that's the one thing we really enjoyed over the years, Matt, is great participation from not only our membership, but everybody in the Baylor family who's going to submit just great Baylor names. So we're uh, we're very fortunate. You mentioned Dr. Alexander just a minute ago, and I tell you what, it was incredible. Who knows, you know, he was an actual rocket scientist. <laughs> so, you know, it was uh, it was great having him and honoring him uh, in, in the way that we need to do. So it's a lot of fun and a great honor for us. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's going to be a neat event. And, uh, and again, go to the, go to the website and sign up for that. And then, uh, uh I will, uh, I'm going to be over at, uh, at, uh, Tony Peterson's, uh, uh, table there and, uh, an esteemed member of the journalism community, uh, in the state of Texas and a Baylor graduate himself. So Alan, always good when we can get a guy, off the, uh, he somehow ended up on the faculty at SMU, uh, but but he's <laughs> yeah. still heavily involved with uh, uh, his alma mater. And uh, what a great, I mean, he's a great representative. And and uh, uh, you know, many many years as a sports editor at the Houston Chronicle. But uh, Tony's, uh, 
I, I, I guess he's about ready to serve as the uh, the president of the board. So, uh, man, I somehow I have ended up at, sure is, at the right yeah. table. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's terrific. He was actually honored as our as one of our distinguished alumni uh, two or three years ago. And Tony's a ter- terrific representative of Baylor. You know, another Bell Mead boy. He and uh, Dave Campbell and and several others that come from Bell Mead, and uh, he's very proud of it. And we're very proud of him. Yeah, I can only guess that if he went into your distinguished uh, Hall of Fame, that that John McClain found a way to the podium to the mic to uh, to maybe perhaps help with that introduction. That really no, cannot... come on, no, Matt, <laughs> I can't. No. That would never. Yeah, the general doesn't find his way to a mic very easily. The general is always uh, in charge. Now, talking to Alan Holt from the Baylor Line Foundation, one of my favorite things about the Baylor Line magazine over the years, uh, some really good sports coverage. It's never, it's not always easy to do because that's been a long time. There's monthly, you know, and by the time obviously come out with the magazine, so you have to be kind of. uh, It's it's interesting as you put your stories together. But the photography's always been beautiful, the layout, all that kind of stuff. But what a time to be a bear. And even though we were saddened by the injury the other day, Alan, I know you made your way over to the uh, over to the Farrell Center and were part of a really good crowd. That was messy. The weather was spitting. Uh, you know, as I woke up in Salado Saturday morning, I thought, oh, man, I hope people come out to this game. And I thought the, I thought the Bear Brethren was uh, – was was well represented, and I know you were in the house. That was a uh, uh, other than a horrible injury, Alan. That was uh, I, I would say that was a pretty good performance. It was it was a terrific terrific atmosphere, and uh, I was really happy that we we're able to do that and provide that kind of atmosphere for Coach Drew. You know, he always says you can watch the game or you can affect the game, and um, I think that the crowd there today really helped the team come through. Like you said, it was really tragic what happened to John. Uh, and we're all saddened, and we're all uh, praying and thinking about him. But I tell you what, it was just a great atmosphere. It's a great team win, and uh, I love our squad. I love how Coach Drew will make something happen. You know, I, I think we we obviously become a little bit spoiled, but you know, we've got to realize we play uh, four kids that really haven't played very much and not together, and they're 18 years old, a couple of them. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does with this team the rest of the season. You know, one of the things I was looking at on the Baylor Line Foundation website, there's some really cool uh, stuff there, but that 1859 society caught my attention. For people that don't know, the foundation goes all the way back to, my gosh, that's uh, Baylor didn't even, I mean, it it, it feels like maybe three years after Baylor came into existence, basically, uh, that this has been going, but the society is away. It was funny. I thought I recognized somebody on the website there. Was that Mr. March? That's, uh, I don't I was, I was trying to, uh, to yeah. see. It was, okay. Is that Ben? <laughs> I, I, I was looking Big through ben, there and yeah. I'm like, I know that dude, uh, Ramsey and I went to Baylor together, his son. So, but it, it's, that, that society, Alan is a, a really interesting way people can give back to Baylor and even, uh, even leave their legacy a little bit. You know, that's one thing that, like you said, since 1859 is a long time, and uh, we've had a lot of great people that have provided for the organization over the past um, however long, 161 years. But the um, 1859 Society is a great way to do that and continue your legacy and and help make sure that the same Baylor education that we all had is guaranteed for the future and the students are able to attend and provide scholarship dollars and 
all the good things that we had to enjoy ourselves. All right, over 21,000 members, and uh, it's a really cool thing. And y'all are talking, I mean, there's some really good things happening with the university that uh, I think are going to be great for the future of the Baylor Line Foundation. I I did have a a buddy of ours, a mutual friend of ours, want me to ask you, uh, please ask Alan how he always ends up sitting directly behind the game (laughs) broadcasters at the Farrell Center. Alan, is that just kind of where your tickets ended up? I mean, it seemingly, I think he's suggesting, one of our friends, uh, perhaps from Central National Bank, is suggesting that you get on TV on a pretty normal basis during these games. It's it's all my wife, Matt. I mean, it's because <laughs> of her. I think that uh, Coach Drew knows how Gail likes to engage with the officials, and so I think that he, he makes sure that she is front and center so that uh, she's able to – let let them know exactly what she feels and how she thinks about what the job they're doing. Yeah. Well, the other day, I, and supporting I was the bears, looking, obviously. Yeah, supporting <laughs> the bears. Uh, I I was uh, I was down there, kind of uh, uh, walking around the the uh, on the court, and I went down to our, our, my old sponsor, Jim Turner. I went down to say hello to Jim, and uh, Jay Allison was of course next to him, and and I thought there's a guy that. Uh, uh, that came up to me, a real nice gentleman, and I thought he recognized me perhaps because he said, Mr. Mosley, and he was wearing like a security thing, right? And he, <laughs> he said, Mr. Mosley, I said, oh, hi, how you doing? I thought he was a fan of the show. He said, hey, I'm the uh, I'm the floor director here at the Farrell Center. You're you're supposed to be, and he points up to where the media is supposed to be sitting. <laughs> <laughs> he was letting me know I was not supposed to be down there making my way. You know, over the years, I kind of just make myself comfortable there. But but sometimes uh, they they do enforce these protocols. So anyway, yeah, I wish I could say that's never happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was a fan, but it turned out no, he was just enforcing uh, the rules. But uh, Alan, we're excited. Um, Baylor Line Foundation, a great group, and I know uh, that this this Hall of Fame uh, dinner, this get together at Baylor Club, what a great place to do it. The views are beautiful, and I know some of your members, and even on your board, are members there at the Baylor Club. So it's just a, it's a really cool thing. And so I'm uh, hoping to broadcast that day, and then, uh, although I'll have to be in a suit and tie, that's the only thing. Alan, that's the one thing I would ask you to you can, do. You can do whatever you want to do, Matt. It's up to you. We'll, we'll oh, is that you, right? You okay. Can, you can wear anything you want to. You bet. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to explain that to Tony when I show up in my nice jeans and a in a yeah. button down. Yeah. But no, I'll uh, I'll be in a suit. I can put on a suit occasionally. It's fine. It is worth doing that for because it's a great uh, it's a, it's a great evening and look I really look forward to it. Alan, I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Matt. Really appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you. You bet. There he goes, Alan Holt, big fan of the Bears and a, uh, uh, the executive director of the Baylor Line Foundation. We're proud to have the uh, Baylor Line Foundation, uh, and um, we, uh, we are, it's going to be a great partnership. All right, we're going to talk some Super Bowl because we'll do Campus Confidential. We're kind of uh, doing this on the fly. I was enjoying my time with Alan there. So we're going to do Campus Confidential today. All our, all our college stuff, including this new story involving Art Bryles, that'll happen at 520. Next, we have my old buddy Jeff Chadia. From the NFL Network, he was in Los Angeles for the game, the big game, the Super Bowl yesterday. We'll discuss it with him next. Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball, all season long. 
The Baylor women home in the Farrell Center Wednesday for a rescheduled game with TCU. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday on 104.9 FM. Baylor women's basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm. This Wednesday on 104.9 FM. Why do liberals hate Josh Tetons? Is it because Josh Tetons is the most conservative candidate in the race for district attorney? Maybe it's because Josh Tetons has the unanimous support of law enforcement organizations in McLennan County, including endorsements from Sheriff Parnell McNamara, the Waco Police Association, and the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County. It could be because Josh Tetons is the only candidate for district attorney who has pledged to fight the radical left's effort to defund the police and turn our streets into a war zone. Or maybe it's because Josh stands strong for election integrity and prosecuting election fraud in our county. So why do liberals hate Josh Tetons? Because he's a strong conservative Republican. In the Republican primary, send a message that we support law and order conservatives here in McLennan County. Vote for Josh Tetons for district attorney. I'm Josh Tetons, the conservative Republican candidate for McLennan County District Attorney. And I approve this message because it's time we had a district attorney who supports law enforcement in our county. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 and 9 on ESPN Central Texas. At Northern Tool and Equipment, we're here for the week-long warriors, those who work Monday through Friday and sweat through Sunday. We're here for those who get up early and leave the job site dirty. Northern Tool has thousands of professional-grade tools from brands that built America. Steel, Milwaukee, Lincoln Electric. We're proud to serve the week-long warriors every single day. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. Check them out at northerntool.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. 
At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. We're going to do Campus Confidential at uh, 520, all right? And there's a lot going on out there, including a story that involves Art Bryles. It's... um, I don't know. I don't know. The problem for art is, well, a lot of times when these stories leak, it gives alums and people time to sort of rally and say, don't do this, don't do this. We shall see. It appears that uh, Hugh Jackson may be trying to get Art Browse on his staff, and that would be Art's first return to uh, to college football since, of course, uh, to what uh, the scandal of 2016 where he was fired by Baylor. It is a very, very interesting story, and we'll uh, look into it. We are attempting to hook up with, and uh, Aaron, I just uh, texted him in case he's landed, but uh, Jeff Chidea was flying home from covering the Super Bowl in uh, Los Angeles and was going to join us today at about 5 o'clock, but uh, again, it was uh, travel. And uh, some of you who have traveled recently, you thought it used to be bad. The delays and everything are worse than ever. And so to have a flawless trip home it normally does not happen. And so there is a chance he's, he's uh, taxiing out there. Who, who knows? You know, our guest, we're, we're proud to have uh, uh, our association with Baylor Line Foundation, Alan Holt, the executive director of that. And Alan went to school with the great J-Mo. John Morris, and uh, who has a 3 o'clock show here, is the voice of the Bears. And so that would have been, I think they were doing some work back for KWBU. And so that would have, I'm, I'm sure they both studied under the great Frank Fallon. Frank Fallon taught classes. I would imagine back in the day, maybe Maxie Parrish was already involved in kind of the sports program and uh, teaching the young guys that were John Morris and Alan Holt. And it was um, I may have to may have to hold up with Alan and get some stories and uh, see if uh, see what John Morris was like as he was learning the craft, learning the trade. Now, John had the good sense to uh, not only to learn under Frank, but then uh, years later to serve with Frank in radio. And then obviously he uh, he took over when Frank retired and uh, has, has was but was a really. Uh, John, that was a great relationship, and that was a great mentor-mentee type relationship. And, uh, and Frank loved helping young people over the years. 
And so that's how John Morris, folks like Alan Holt, it's good to see Alan still involved with the Baylor family in that way that he is over at the Baylor Line Foundation. So I'm going to see if we've heard back from our NFL Network correspondent, Jeff Chidea. Nothing so far. So we'll either have him uh, later in the program or we'll have him another time. Earlier today we had John Werner on from uh, – uh, the Waco Trib, and talking about that game the other day. And, <clears throat> by the way, Aaron, I am curious. We, we don't have to do this right now, but uh, take a peek at from earlier when I was, I was wanting to know what everybody had for their Super Bowl parties. I was kind of intrigued by that. Sound like Warner, you had tacos. Warner, I'm trying to think what he said they had over there. They were passing around all sorts of stuff over at the um, – the well-known sports photographer from the Waco Trib, Rod. Io, how do you say Rod's last name? A- A- o- Adelot. Adel- Adelet. A- Adelaide. R- yeah. Rod Adelot. Adelot, that's it. Okay. Believe. And, and Rod, uh, <laughs> you believe. You said it with it's a lot of close. Confidence. Yeah, I think you Apologize, are. It's spelled Rod, like A-D-E-Y-L-O-T-E. Know. That's okay. You've only lived there for, for 49 50 years. years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't say 50 yet. You're not quite there. But uh, Rod does a great job. I always like seeing him and uh, tremendous photographs. And you've been seeing his photographs in the Waco trip for years. Apparently, he hosts a pretty good Super Bowl party. Now, where did the, my, my fraternity brothers at Baylor, where we used to uh, hole up, and in fact, I drove by it the other night after the, I was at the uh, stock show, junior stock show, which that was so much fun the other day. Great ribeye steaks. Thank you, Ted Teague. That whole group, man, they are so cool. The um, the the group, they're they're the like the founders. They're the um, what's the, what did I, I talked about it all the other day. Now I'm slipping my mind. It's basically the uh, a group of about twenty five to thirty business owners in Waco, and they go around just doing great stuff for the community. And they're also unbelievable at uh, at making mass amounts of like steaks and potatoes and food. And I got to kind of hang out with them. And like uh, uh, Gary Vogel, for instance, was one of them. Mr. Nowatney, Pat Nowatney was out there. Great, uh, great people. These were all the names. Um, Adam Goldenberg is a name, you know. But these are just guys that are that are tremendous uh, pillars of, of uh, industry. Uh, John Embry's another one. I mean, Ray was out there, the president's organization. And they just do a really cool job, and they support the youth of McLennan County. And that McLennan County Livestock Show the other day, uh, they raised a tremendous amount of money. And I know um, uh, even Ted Teague was telling us Mr. Samuels used to go out there. We lost Mr. Samuels, sadly, within the last couple of years. But he would go out there, and he would spend all sorts of money. And uh, and then those grand champions, the champion sale the other night started at 630. That was a fun time. And uh, uh, those of us from uh, – and you know um, our buddy, uh, our buddy Nash was out there for Kicker FM, and our, our our country station. Tom Barfield was out there. Tom was in his element. Tom, uh, I don't know if Tom's ever like sh- I don't know if he showed cows or goats or anything. You know, growing up and uh, going to Conley, I don't know if he was a 4-H or FFA guy, but he knows how to buy those things. He was out there. He was going to maybe bid on somebody's pig or something like that. So Barfield was in the middle of all that. And we just really appreciate everybody who uh, brought us out there. Now, the Baylor game the next morning, and we'll talk a little bit more about this as we get into Campus Confidential, but 
the the big news was losing everyday John, Jonathan Chamwick Joshua. He's a tremendous player. He's gotten better on the offensive end. He's a great finisher. He's starting to feel more comfortable shooting from the outside. In, in some ways, he's not quite as versatile a defender as Mark Vidal, but he brought that kind of energy. The imprint he put on that team was very Vidal-like. And so it was, it was uh, Mark Vidal was there the other day. He got his championship ring. And, of course, he's with the Kansas City Chiefs now it, playing tight end. It was great to see Mark. Looks like he's already kind of uh, – he's already always a big dude. But, of course, he'll get with the Chiefs, and his body will probably end up looking a little different because he's going to need to put on some bulk to play tight end. But he didn't want to lose the speed and athleticism. One of the most athletic guys uh, in a long time for Baylor. And he's just an explosive player. And much like Ish Wainwright was willing to do anything for the team, Jonathan Chamochachua uh, would have started pretty much for, I would say, the other nine schools in the Big 12. He would start for every one of them. For this Baylor team, Jonathan didn't care if he started or not. I mean, coming off the bench is he, he loves bringing the energy. And so that's, that's how we've um, come to know him and, and appreciate him. And there was a hush over the crowd as he crumpled to the ground. Sometimes those non-contact injuries are just the worst, whether it be Achilles, ACL, or whatever. Nobody knows why they happen. Nobody works harder in the weight room. Nobody tries to strengthen their body more than EJ or Everyday John, and it happened the other day. And and the Bears are going to have to react to it. They've now had two ACLs dating back to the beginning of this season. Even the I'm trying to think. I guess this happened in the off season. When uh, uh, you know one of the freshmen that got an ACL, and um, it, it's just uh, Langston Love and Langston, according to um, to Scott, I mean there hadn't been a ACL for, since like 2010 or 2011. So Baylor had gone a long, long time with with players' relative health. Now Tristan Clark had a bad one that basically ended his career. He's come back now from it and is playing for SMU. But these things are really, really tough to come back from. If anybody can do it, it'll be Chamwichachua. And this guy's work ethic is second to none. So I I really, uh, Aaron, you know I like making fun of uh, Chris Beard, but I appreciated his comments the other day. I really did. And I just thought thought some of the things he had to say as far as like – you know, sometimes you can tell if somebody's being a little dramatic or being fake or whatever. And he just said it. He said it twice. He said, I wish it were me. I wish it had had it happen to me instead of to Jonathan. And you could just tell he loved the player. He had tremendous respect for 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 Chamo Chachua. And he was the first one on the scene. It kind of happened over there near in front of the Texas bench. And with all that was going on, and Texas wasn't playing particularly well, Chris Beard came rolling out there, first man on the scene, to check on him and kind of be there for him because he knew it was bad. And then, of course, the Baylor um, medical folks arrived, and then he went on to visit with his players. But I, I, I think it really impacted him. And uh, he thought he said he, he thinks that uh, Jonathan's one of the great players in the country. And I did think it was kind of funny. He had some comments. He said, uh, he, he, he said his own mom wishes he were more like Scott Drew and wishes he prayed more. And he said, I don't pray as much as you Baylor folks, but I promise you I'll say a prayer tonight. Aaron, I was uh, 
I, I, I'm sure you got to hear some of that, and you saw me retweeting some of that. that doesn't that make you a little more – I mean, I'll, there'll be a time when I still make fun of um, Coach Beard and what he's doing at University of Texas, but um, I feel a little bit better about him, and uh, I, I thought he showed a lot of class in that moment. He really did, and I know – Yeah, I talked a little bit about it on John's show. You know, I understand why Texas Tech fans – had the dislike, but it really was a, a classy move by him, and he seems like a genuinely nice guy. Yeah, I, uh, I get that. I, I get that feeling. Now, the rest of the game, I, I thought the team fed off. Uh, Meyer had had a couple of rough games. He, he, of course, as we were reminded by Coach Jacobs, won the game for him a week and a half before that, or a week just a, a previous. Saturday, I mean, he scored like the last nine points a couple of weeks ago of a game. and uh, But he'd been in a little bit of a funk. I think Coach Jacobs did not agree with me calling it a funk. But whatever, that's that was my interpretation of it. And him scoring early, he got popped in the mouth and had to go, had to leave the court. I think he had a tooth maybe knocked out, a temporary. And he came back in with about 16 minutes to go. And they were down... Maybe let's call it eight to seven, or maybe twelve to ten, and he pulls up. He takes a little sidestep and he hits a three. And I thought the whole place. In fact, I was looking around. I'm like, that was more than just a a bucket fairly early in a game. Like I, I the the whole the whole Farrell Center got hyped like crazy. Now, I, the, it was a fairly late arriving crowd because the it was a mess outside or long lines to get in, you know, Farrell Center parking. Hopefully the parking will be better at this new pavilion. But everybody got in there, did a pretty good job. I, and, again, that's no statement on the Baylor people because I think they do a pretty good job getting everybody in there. It just was – it's just kind of crazy because you only have a couple of ways to come in, either off University or off LaSalle. And I um, I, I was able to kind of duck in there and, um, and, 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 and come in a back way. And I, I was uh, – I just thought the crowd was really good and really hyped and, and just way into it. And there's a special thing that happens when the Bears are playing the University of Texas. There's just something that happens with the Baylor fans, and it seems like the students already get a sense of it. Sometimes it takes students a while to sort of learn the ways of the old Bears. And in this case, I thought the whole building was amped, hyped, ready to get after Texas, and Texas did not match the energy of Baylor. In fact, I don't know if anybody in the starting five for Texas was in double figures. Several guys had like eight points, nine points. Uh, Andrew Jones, I think in that game, came off the bench and had 11, hit a couple threes. Febris for them hit a few threes. They couldn't get anything going. Timmy Allen pulled a vanishing act. Um, I, I Mitchell, Trey Mitchell was not great for them. That was the first time in a while where not only was the offense on point, but the defense was stifling. And they were overplaying stuff, overplaying passing lanes, getting steals, getting out in transition, doing things that have become the trademark of Scott Drew teams. It was very, very important. And I think it's going to go a long way in helping this team moving forward. Now, much like Texas. You can go on the road next time out and, and, in a sense, step right back to where you were. But this is a team, this is going to be tough every night out. 
They've already had those two losses at home, which shocked everybody when they were number one in the country. What they've done now is sort of claw their way back in, even after that awful um, showing in Kansas. They came back, got the K-State game in, got a great win over Texas, and they're back to number seven in the country. And by the way, the women have moved up to number seven as well. So both men and women, though it's been a little bit of a roller coaster from what we're used to in the past with these teams, both teams doing well, moving in the right direction, and are sitting at number seven in the country. You could do a lot worse than have your men's and women's program sitting at seven in the country uh, in the in the AP polls. All right, uh, it is Matt Mosley. We'll get with uh, Chadia. Uh, he's uh, oh, here we go. Um, he's now saying, "Try again, please." All right, Aaron. We may have to. Uh, we may do, we may go ahead and do that, and uh, we'll have our report from NFL Network's Jeff Chadia. We'll try him again next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up a busy weekend and a successful weekend in Baylor Athletics, but a bittersweet victory for Baylor men's basketball. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m., live from Rudy's in Waco, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Welcome back on today's Baylor Sports Beat. It was a big win, but a bittersweet victory for Scott Drew and Baylor men's basketball Saturday in the Farrell Center. The Bears recorded their nation-leading ninth Quadrant One win of the year with an 80-63 win over 20th-ranked Texas in front of a sellout crowd in the Farrell Center. But early in the first half of the game, Baylor's Jonathan Chumwa Chachua went out with a season-ending knee injury Here's Bears head coach, Scott Drew. Well, really, really proud of the team's effort. Really proud of how they stepped up when John went out, but uh, bittersweet um, as a coach. Uh, I think all parents can relate to um, whenever you see your child or one of your players get hurt like that, and they work so hard. Um, don't know uh, the severity of it, but obviously it didn't look good. So our hearts go out and prayers go out to them and hope for the best. 
As far as today, I thought defensively really did a good job, and uh, I thought Flo really did a great job uh, uh, picking up for John when he went out and staying out of foul trouble. And um, I thought uh, uh, we were able to get a lead and then really credit uh, uh, the guys for uh, um, staying locked in because Coach Beard does a great job changing stuff up and adjusting, and, you know, they're going to keep competing to the end. Scott Drew following Saturday's 80-63 win over Texas in the Farrell Center. Next up, the Bears headed to Lubbock to play Texas Tech on Wednesday evening. Also Saturday in the Farrell Center, the Baylor women continued to roll, knocking off West Virginia 75-57 the final score. Also over the weekend, Baylor softball opened a new season going 4-0 at a tournament in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Baylor men's tennis with two big wins at home over Tulsa and 7th-ranked Virginia. Baylor women's tennis, two wins on the road at Denver and at Colorado. Baylor equestrian ties TCU but loses the meet on raw scores. And Baylor men's golf opens play today at the Border Olympics in Laredo. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight with low temperatures falling to 41 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. Continued warm and breezy with a high of 73. And on Wednesday, we start off with sunshine, but increasing clouds with a chance of showers and storms by the evening. And some of these may be strong with a high of 74. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This is your 54th District Judge, Susan Kelly. Appointed to the court by Governor Greg Abbott, I've worked hard to manage and move the docket even during COVID. Board certified in criminal law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and past president of the Waco Bar Association, you can be sure I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. Early voting starts February 14th, so be my valentine and vote for justice. Keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and low policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. 
Hello, I am Dennis Wilson, and I want your vote for March 1st for the Texas State Representative District 13. After serving the people of Texas for 46 years in county government, it is time for me to serve you at the state level. As a Republican candidate, I will work full-time to protect and preserve our rural Christian way of life in Texas by supporting our public schools, advocating for mental health services, protecting our Second Amendment rights and the unborn, eliminating drug and human trafficking, and securing our borders. Together, we can make Texans safe and secure again. Political ads paid for by the Dennis Wilson campaign. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The Rams built a team to win Super Bowl 56, and that's what Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup did. The Rams beat the Bengals 23-20. Cup was the game's MVP with eight catches for 92 yards and two touchdowns, including the game winner with 125 left in the game. Both men and women for Baylor got the sweep at the Farrell Center on Saturday, and both will be back in action Wednesday night. Men in Lubbock taking on Texas Tech, and the women will be at home hosting TCU. USA is third in the medal count in the Winter Olympics with six. 16 overall, 7 gold, 6 silver, and 3 bronze. The U.S. women's ice hockey team defeated Finland 4-1 this morning to advance to the gold medal round of the Winter Olympics. Baylor softball had a perfect opening weekend going 4-0. That's the best start for the Bears since 2018. Softball will be back on the road tomorrow taking on Stephen F. Austin. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas, and a man who's just come back from uh, Los Angeles covering the uh, Super Bowl, longtime friend of mine, NFL Network's own Jeff Chadia. Uh, Jeff, did, did was your flight okay? Did it make it on time? I mean, I've, I've been I've been focused on your travel much of the afternoon. How, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling today? Uh, I, I'm good. I'm in. I'm in. I'm safe. I'm sound. Uh, I miss hearing that sound of. Dr. Dre's music, but um, yeah, I'm here for you, man. I'm sorry about being late, but you're the only guy I would go on a, on a radio show with with about four hours notice. <laughs> I I was really just checking on you earlier today, okay. and, and it just it hit me that I was like, well, dang, I wish uh, I, I need to get Jeff on. He's been in Los Angeles. We usually spend some time in Super Bowl cities together. You had to encounter this one with me. In fact, I think you you responded to me. Were you here? (laughs) (laughs) Did we just decide not to connect this time? No. I was focused on the Baylor Bears, the seventh-ranked Baylor Bears, as they took down the Texas Longhorns, and and I kind of left the – the Super Bowl up to you. Did did L.A. deliver? I, I it was I was always wonder. I was kind of wondering what it would be like with a city that's so different than the South and even like Kansas City, uh, where you live, in terms of how they're handling the pandemic. I mean, in some ways, they're six to eight months behind the rest of the country as far as like coming out from the pandemic, so to speak. Um, did did that play any role in the activities, or did everything go pretty smoothly? I think it went smoothly. I, I think the thing about L.A., as you know from having been out there a few times, is that, uh, especially with the Cowboys, is that they're not a, they're not really impressed with the Super Bowl or the NFL all that much. And so other cities that have had this event, you've seen them roll up the red carpet, do everything possible to make sure you're having a great time. Chamber of Commerce practically lives in your, in your hotel trying to get you to do stuff. And in L.A., if you went 10 miles outside of downtown, you would know there was a game, a Super Bowl going on there. Uh, I went to Santa Monica 
at one point on a Wednesday, and I, I was I could have been in Colombia for, for all, <laughs> all I knew. There was no signage, no uh, no any indication anywhere of the game. Nobody's talking about it. No NFL shops to buy stuff. So uh, it's a big city. Um, I think they put on a great show the day of the game, but I think overall, I think most people who went there would have told you that. And uh, there's other cities who did, who did more to make people feel special about the game being there. Yeah, yeah, leave it to L.A. They sort of like their weather. They got other things to do. They were not really, the people of L.A. weren't begging for NFL teams, and they end up with two of them. Our other close friend, Sam Farmer, probably did as much as anyone. At least, I don't know if we can credit him for getting the NFL there, but he sure wrote about it more than anybody. I always thought, Yeah. I mean, I know Sam has to do this, but, like, most of the people in Los Angeles, which hints that even at that gorgeous new stadium, when San Francisco comes there, San Francisco has more fans. Obviously, yeah. whoever's playing San Diego, or excuse me, whoever's playing the Chargers has more fans than the Chargers fans have. So it's a, uh, it's a strange deal. Now, what was that? Uh, what was the venue like? I mean, we've we've seen these, uh, we've seen these uh, uh, Super Bowls at different venues and everything, uh, and, and you have been there to uh, SoFi. I can't say that I have yet. I don't think I have actually. Uh, is it uh, is it spectacular? Is it does it uh, any of it reminds you of what uh, what we have down here with uh, Jerry World? What 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 are the uh, what what is, what is the presentation like there? Oh, I would say that it is it is spectacular. I mean, it is um, everything people say it is. It has amazing sight lines. It's a sunken so. It's, uh, you know, it, it's hard to get a real feel for how vast it is once you're inside there. You know, Jerry Stadium rises up. And so, to me, it's almost like a, a Big Ten stadium if you've ever seen, you know, those kind of those kind of um, venues as opposed to an SDC stadium where a lot of those stadiums, like Florida, just you walk in and you walk down into it. That's how it felt yeah. like. It was just, yeah, the, the sound was what got me was that uh, before the game started, it felt like, you know, they had a clock counting down the time and it got to about 30 about maybe an hour 30 out and i'm thinking are we getting ready to play a football game here because i can't hear a thing you know, usually you have <laughs> concerts going on festivals tailgating people getting hyped up i was sitting in the one of the bars with my girlfriend who came to the game uh, around that time and literally there was a bar there with four bartenders who had nobody to serve <laughs> It's like, do these people know what's happening? Or do they know how to enjoy what's happening here? Because if you were in Dallas, it'd be a whole different thing. You got the, get the go-go girls up there. You got all the craziness going on around it. Far cry from that. Yeah, you you seem to know Jerry pretty well. Uh, the go-go dancers <laughs> do come out. And, you know, like the Dallas Mavericks, when they went through kind of a, a scandal or whatever, like changed – you know, they, they, they now have, like, jazzercise out there or something. And, of course, Jerry's right. never going to change his presentation. Uh, talking to Jeff Chidea, uh from the NFL Network about the, uh, about the uh, Super Bowl, and he's just fresh back. He's made it back to Kansas City. Uh, what an what a interesting game. Uh, and for Stafford, I mean, that was such a huge story. Obviously, for folks in our part of the country, in the Metroplex, it becomes Highland Park's own Matthew Stafford. But it is interesting to see a guy who's had nothing but non-playoff success get with the right coach, get with the right surroundings, the wide receiver, obviously, and then break through. 
after all those years in the wilderness. Um, I, I, isn't it amazing how a guy can change his whole legacy basically in one drive? I mean, it, it, it's like now we think of him completely different than we did even just, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah, he definitely changed the narrative about himself and really proved to be, a, you know, a cautionary tale for people who want to write off quarterbacks or talk about how they can't win the big one or can't win big games. I'm from Michigan, and so I followed Matthew Stafford's career throughout the entire time in the NFL. I know he played up some bad teams. <laughs> I know he played for some bad coaches. And when he had good coaches, he put up big numbers. And, and, and so I think what impressed me about him is that he uh, he didn't have an I told you so attitude about it. Uh, I, I think he felt very humbled for the opportunity and fortunate to get with a team that could win a championship with. And so he really spread the praise around to his teammates. I think he realized that, you know, it, you know, maybe it was divine intervention that led into this moment, but he could have finished his career in Detroit and been a forgotten player. Now it's very conceivable he could end up being a Hall of Fame quarterback if he wins another championship with his, with his team. And, and so, yeah, I, I think he, he did a great job, had arguably his best year ever, even though he had some turnover issues uh, midway through. And, and really, when it, when it came time to do what quarterbacks have to do to be lauded in this league, he did it. Yeah, and Cup came up big too, and of course that one didn't count. And then they come back and they and they get it to him. I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure you saw highlights of that. It looked like he took one right to the head. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. thinking, is that guy going to be able to get back in the huddle? And it's like, okay, let's go right back to this dude for the, <laughs> for the winning score. I mean, that's the kind of play you wonder if a guy's going to come back from i mean that was a shot right to the head so um i by the way would you who would you have given the uh and maybe you even were part of the the media that had a vote up there and apparently they with two minutes to go they uh they they said you know you got to turn in your deal well in the final two minutes aaron donald makes two enormous plays he's got the sack uh or actually the you know causing uh, stafford or excuse me burrow to do what he did um, and then he's got the he's got the play on Pirine. Um, are you kind of cool with the way it ended uh, that way, or would you you think Donald really deserved it? Uh, you know, like, I, I did have a vote, and they usually ask for your vote midway through the fourth quarter. And at that point, the Bengals had the football. Joe Burrow was the guy I was picking, so I was sitting next to Judy Batista, who worked with me at the NFL Network, and we were like, "What are we going to do here?" As well. Safe bet here for me is Joe Burrow. Like maybe you can go with T. Higgins, and then we started making our way down to the, to, to the lower level. As you know, they start walking you down with five minutes to go in the game, so you'd be in, in position for the press conferences afterward. And by the time I got to the bottom of the stairs, they were like, "Well, who do you want if the, if the Rams win?" I'm just like, "Great!" Now the Rams are driving. I haven't seen any of it except for what I've heard on the radio broadcast. So I just said Stafford, and by that point, Cup hadn't even had. What he does, and so he caught like four more balls after that, and so at that point, I'm not changing it anymore. Just go with Stafford. Yeah, you know he he, he let him down. Worst case scenario, the quarterbacks will always be accepted. But you're right; they could have given it to three different guys in that game. And and really, the the beauty of it for the Rams is that you know they got a little bit of everything. They got the guy they went out and tried, made the trade for, made a big play. Then the guys who were there, who've been there for a while, and Donald and Cup made big plays too. Talking to Jeff Chudia from the NFL Network. He was there. He saw it. 
Jeff, we have seen several, even dating back to the uh, the famous or infamous Janet Jackson moment. We've seen Paul McCartney. I think Tina might have done one. Uh, I'm trying to think, but uh, where where was it? Bruno Mars, of course. We've seen Bruno do his thing. Where where were you on this uh, on on this uh, halftime? Did you uh, did you enjoy that, Dre and and Snoop and oh, yeah. uh, Fifty oh, yeah. Cent? Were you on board with that? Oh yeah, best best, best halftime show ever. And I'm 51, so I'm maybe a little bit older than you, but I, I, to me, it's ironic that a collection of artists, for the most part, Mary J. Blige by Wooden Egg Group, and uh, but maybe not 50 Cent to a certain degree, but certainly uh, Dre and Snoop, what they represented to the world when they came up in, in hip hop, how dangerous they were, how scary they were to have those guys performing at a Super Bowl. It seemed like beyond comprehension. But I'll tell you what, there's never been more anticipation for that show than there was in that stadium last night. And, and I'm talking about, I, I left the press box and went down to the concourse to watch it. There yeah. were police officers and firemen standing in front of me with their cell phones out, <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to capture it, trying to get their Instagram posts up as fast as they could to say they were there. And so this is the group that was talking about F the police you know, 30 years ago, and now you got police officers wanting to, to see them <laughs> perform. So the, it was it was electric. Uh, I thought it was well choreographed. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if Paul McCartney or Tom Petty or the Who are going to be able to to compare yeah. to what these guys did. There are pictures of of uh, Snoop that, that he might have been taking a puff or two uh, before he came out, and I thought, well, how is that news? Like the new, I think it would have been bigger news if he hadn't have, you know, like Snoop yeah. seen not, not, you know, uh, <laughs> taking a puff yeah. before he uh, went out. But uh, I thought Snoop, you know, a few years ago, you remember Kansas, they brought in Snoop and then they, they were shocked that, it, that he had like uh, dancers on, on a pole and they thought, well, we. We, we, we were told this was going to be a family show. <laughs> I think that, that was. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Trust me. I think it cost somebody their job or cost somebody a relationship uh, over there. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, AD did not stay around there that much longer. What was that backdrop? The, the, the people at our party were asking. I saw like a deli on there. Like a, it said uh, pastrami over it. Like uh, it must have been like a famous. But in person oh, was the back. for the set? Yeah, for the set they were they were on. I didn't. I it looked pretty cool, but I didn't have a total great feeling for what that was representing. Was that was that L.A. Yeah. based? Okay. Yeah, that's that's an area in Compton that apparently they used to hang out with. The the, the main uh, foundation of the set was this place called Ease After Dark. So that's where a lot of performers went to perform, like N.W.A. and okay. <clears throat> back in the day. And I think Dr. Dre would use it as a music studio. At various times, those are all areas of Compton that they had hung out in, and so it was okay, just kind that of a makes sense to, to their neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to catch you by surprise that Mosley hasn't been to Compton a whole lot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I haven't either. So, <laughs> talking to Jeff Chidea from yeah. the NFL Network on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, at the end of the game, Burrow, uh, Cincinnati, I mean, you know, it looked like maybe they'd have a chance to get down there and kick a field goal and everything. Um, surprised by kind of how they handled it. It was su- it was such a fun. It was setting up for such an interesting ending, and then it just kind of petered out there. Uh, obviously, Aaron Donald made a great play. 
uh, on Pirine, and then the, the, the last play didn't even happen because Aaron Donald broke through. What did you think about that sequence from the, from the uh, Bengals' uh, perspective, and how bad a call do you think that was, the, uh, the, the, the pass interference call against the Bengals? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, I think the, the play calling at the end, and I agree, I, I think if I'm Zach Taylor and I'm calling a play at the end of a Super Bowl to get a, a yard, uh, I'm going to Joe Mixon. And, and P. Ryan has been an effective back. Um, but I think that, you know, Joe Mixon was the third leading rusher in the NFL last year. I think you have a lot more options running some, uh, some kind of a zone uh, run into the perimeter. But, um, you know, he didn't do it. And you're right, Aaron Donald made a great play. And I think the last play, I, I wish I could have seen, because I was down here and only saw the TV broadcast of it, I wish I could have seen the, the aerial view of what, Burrow wanted to do because clearly his first read was taken away, and at that point the play just blew up. And the the pass interference, I didn't I didn't like it. I mean, uh, are you talking about the hold on Logan Wilson on on the yeah yeah the middle yeah, def- yeah. the hold yeah I, yeah, I, yeah I, I didn't like that at all. I, I thought it was pretty pretty lame, pretty tame. And I, if you're holding somebody, you better see a handful of jerseys. And I think it was a tough break for the uh, for the Bengals. But again, you you have to. They've been making those plays all throughout the postseason, and it was one time where they got uh, a player playing at a, at a high level and a quarterback playing at a high level, and they just they got the short end of the stick there. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, that uh, one was not called. The uh, It could have been an offensive interference, so they kind of got away with one there with uh, yep. with, with uh, on, on Ramsey. Well, listen, uh, good to catch up with you, and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. And uh, and I will now let you kind of recover from a week of Super Bowl activities. All right, I'm coming down from that that high of being around Snoop at a concert. I think everybody left there with like a yeah the contact yeah, high. The the, con- the contact Snoop. high of being around Snoop and like Mike Silver that'll that'll stay with you for a while. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All, right. That's right. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Jeff. All right. No problem. Take care. You bet. There he goes, Jeff Chadia. From the NFL Network, a longtime Sports Illustrated writer and a great friend, joining us from, uh, he just made it back from Los Angeles where he was covering the Super Bowl. All right, it's time for the dismount where we have to say goodnight to you. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. This is your 54th District Judge, Susan Kelly. Appointed to the court by Governor Greg Abbott, I've worked hard to manage and move the docket, even during COVID. Board certified in criminal law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and past president of the Waco Bar Association, you can be sure I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. Early voting starts February 14th, so be my valentine and vote for justice. Keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. In the market for a new metal roof? 
since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. It's time to save on the powerfully versatile Kubota M7 tractor with up to 168 horsepower, superior loader lift capacity, and operator-friendly controls and comfort. The hard-working M7. Built right, built ready. Now get the Kubota M7 tractor for zero down and 0% APR for 60 months, plus $8,000 loyalty cash reward. Now through March 31st. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at wctractor.com. America's at a crossroad, and Texans have answers. The Democratic Party defames law enforcement and defunds police, and that's created a nationwide crime crisis. Right now is the time to stand against the Biden-Pelosi tyrannical agenda. They're crushing the rule of law, and the Second Amendment. Hello, I'm Congressman Pete Sessions representing the 17th Congressional District of Texas. I will be on your ballot this March 1st as your conservative Republican Congressman. I'm a lifetime member of the National Rifle Association and won their endorsement, along with the Texas State Rifle Association. With your help, the Republican Party will regain the majority in Congress and reclaim the rule of law. I'm Pete Sessions, and I approve this message. Political advertisement paid for by Pete Sessions for Congress. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The Rams built a team to win Super Bowl 56, and that's what Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup did. The Rams beat the Bengals 23-20. Cup was the game's MVP with eight catches for 92 yards and two touchdowns, including the game winner with 125 left in the game. Both men and women for Baylor got the sweep at the Farrell Center on Saturday, and both will be back in action Wednesday night. Men in Lubbock taking on Texas Tech, and the women will be at home hosting TCU. USA is third in the medal count in the Winter Olympics with six. 16 overall, 7 gold, 6 silver, and 3 bronze. The U.S. women's ice hockey team defeated Finland 4-1 this morning to advance to the gold medal round of the Winter Olympics. Baylor softball had a perfect opening weekend going 4-0. That's the best start for the Bears since 2018. Softball will be back on the road tomorrow taking on Stephen F. Austin. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. That is the dismount. You know it. You hear the music. You know what's uh, happening. 
It's the end of our program. Good to have Jeff Chidea on with us. Apparently, Aaron, he hinted that uh, people like more than four hours' notice to come on our show. Should I start booking like two days in advance? I mean, That's <laughs> he said I was the only one he would do that for, which is uh, – but I also think it was his way of saying, Mosley, give me more – give me – now, part of it is he just flew home to Kansas City from L.A., probably a long flight, and uh, he didn't like the pressure – of old Mosley putting it on him to, to do the deal. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Aaron, we're going to have to start uh, really, uh, you know, Werner was great to jump on with us today. We do also, we always all, already have somebody booked for tomorrow. 520 tomorrow we have Kevin Connors. People say, well, wait, Kevin Connors, I know that name. He is one of the Sports Center hosts. Does great job on that, but also is kind of one of the main uh, studio host with um, with like Jay Billis and and uh, Seth Greenberg and all those guys and he hosts those shows and for a while he was getting to come do games and he would do play by play and got to come to Waco and do some Big 12 games so he just found out he'll be doing the Big 12 tournament. Aaron, I've got more interest. You know, people came to me from the station recently and were kind of like, "What do you think about the Big 12 tournament? Are you gonna?" You're going to go, or you think we should go, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Tom likes to get, you know, my uh, input. And uh, so, anyway, my thought has always been that uh, that they just, Baylor doesn't really always prioritize the Big 12 tournament because, and especially you saw what happened last year, they won a national title. It's all about the big dance. Now, it's not that they don't want to play well. I'm just saying they're – I don't think their mindset is we've got to win this conference tournament. Other people have different approaches. So I've always kind of not not really wanted to go out to Kansas City that much, even though I think it would be fun. This year, I'm a little more interested than ever because I think they, they're going to need maybe a couple more wins to try to get up as high a seat as possible. Whether that's going to be a one seed, two seed, three seed, I don't know. Hopefully, at least a two seed. At least they can hopefully grab a two seed. But I think to to firm that up, it would be extremely helpful to perform well in the conference tournament. So I think Baylor might have a little more motivation than usual in, in Kansas City. But my problem with going all the way out there and all that and, and, and trying to convince our, our decision makers like the great Barfield and, and Gary Moss to do that is that, like, you could easily lose in the quarterfinals. I mean, you could lose on Thursday and have to turn around and come right back or stay and talk about games that, quite honestly, our audience doesn't care about as much. So it's a difficult thing. To, and the great thing is we always have JMO on site to represent us, a huge part of what we do at ESPN Central Texas. But there is a part of me this year, Aaron, that wants to be there, that wants to be on the ground in Kansas City because I think it'd be fun, and I think that might be an underrated city in terms of nightlife and fun, like the uh, Power and Light District or something. They, they, I think that's what they call it. Aaron, have you had ever had any desire to go to Kansas City, or have you been to Kansas City? Uh, no. 
Never had any desire. I would like to see the Big 12 tournament. That's about the only reason that I would go. Boy, Aaron down on Kansas City. Not excited. You you don't you don't dream of seeing a game at Arrowhead. <laughs> uh, you know what? That would be fun, but I, I'm not a big fan of cold weather. So. All right, all right. Aaron is just uh, he's decided that for they tonight. build a dome, maybe. <laughs> Aaron does not like cold weather cities. Oh, KC, we love you. I kind of want to be there. I may just up and go to the the Big 12 tournament. That's all the time we have for today. Sadly, shows come to an end. Happy Valentine's, everyone. Hope everyone has a great evening. Don't forget, go out and get your loved ones some flowers or something. Aaron, you got family members you need to take care of. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Good night. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 basketball in today's Spectrum Big 12 shoot-around. Coming up, we'll look at the latest poll on the Associated Press side, plus Baylor well-represented in the Players of the Week. And Big Monday tonight from Lawrence. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 shoot-around. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto 